Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Light Reading Podcast. This is the Notebook Dump Edition. Congratulations for making it through week 14 of 2023. I'm Phil Harvey, and I'm joined by my Light Reading colleagues, Nicole Ferraro in New York, Kelsey Zeiser in North Carolina, and checking in from Colorado, we have Jeff Baumgartner and Mike Dano. Um, before we get going to see what's what's happening with everybody this week, it's been kind of a slow <clears throat> news week, but uh, but we've been very busy. Um, the Light Reading Leading Lights Awards uh, will start accepting entries for the 2023 contest in just 10 days. We'll have the site up and running for entries on April 17th, and we will announce the Leading Lights winners this year, the day before Mobile World Congress Las Vegas, or MWC Las Vegas. I guess they don't call it the whole thing anymore. Um, so that's Monday, September 25th. But, you know, if you're going to be in uh, Las Vegas, we'll have some sort of uh, celebration planned uh, that week. But uh, that's when we'll announce the winners, categories, uh, FAQs, and all the other stuff is coming up uh, very soon. Uh, for now, let's go around the horn and see what's happening out there. Um, Nicole, let's start with you. What's uh, what's what's in your notebook this week? Sure thing. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard about this thing called a broadband map, but I'm going to give another <laughs> another update <I> do. <laughs> on that. Um, so uh, as as we know, uh, the the broadband map is still in the process of being updated and such, and the the version that is ready this spring will be used on June 30th to allocate bead funds. Um, so. Uh, uh, late last week, right before Congress went on recess, uh, a couple of senators, Senator Jackie Rosen, a uh, Democrat from Nevada and uh, or Nevada, uh, and John Thune, a Republican from South Dakota, uh, dropped a new bill, introduced a bill called the Accurate Map for Broadband Investment Act. Uh, there is no text for this bill yet, but according to the details from to details from a press release and a few details that the Wall Street Journal got, the bill, if passed, would essentially stall bead funds from being allocated for another seven months. Um, so that the maps could be fixed. Um, now, it would still allow 20% of bead funds to flow to the states right away, apparently. Uh, but that's that's what, what these two senators want. Now, neither the FCC nor the NTIA want to comment on this, but mm -hmm. the FCC did point back to uh, recent updates from Je Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel, where she has shared some of the progress that the commission has been making on improving the map. Um, she's put out two statements over the last couple of months, basically saying that through the challenge process and through updates that CostQuest has made to its model and through better data acquisition um, that they've been able to fix a lot of the errors. Um, so unclear, you know, if that version of the map has not passed muster with these two senators, but it's also worth noting that I do know there are other senators and also state broadband leaders who do not want the NTIA to stall any further. They want the NTIA to stick to this June 30th date. Um, so, uh, you know, I think it's worth noting that I don't, I, this bill probably wouldn't have the votes to pass. Um, the timeline is also really short. This, the Congress is on uh, recess for the next week. You know, there, there's very few working days between now and June 30th that would allow them the time to pass this. And then even if they did pass it, I think President Biden might veto it because he's going to want Bede to get going, particularly as we roll into the vomit 2024 election season. Um, so That's the official name of it, by the way. So that <laughs> it sounds what? like you're excited about 2024. Uh, you mean, you mean vomit in a good way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, excited vomit. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm really... Mm -hmm. yeah. 
really super excited about the future of America. Uh, let me leave it there. Yeah, yeah. that's probably good. Yeah. Could, could get could get dangerous from here. Oh, well, I mean, uh, it, it's 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 interesting that they're having this fight now, and that the timing is so critical given how long we've known this was coming. I mean, we sort of say this about the government all the time. Didn't we know this was happening? You know, so um, yeah, I guess it's it's a, a pretty uh, well pretty remarkable development so i guess i guess what do we all we can do now is wait and see whether it gets through whether biden blocks it and then and then what happens yeah and it's not the only that's not the only bill in congress that um is about broadband and about beads specifically uh there's a couple other ones that i also wrote in the same article that i wrote about this this week so we can just link to that but um it is the most time sensitive one because it you know aligns with this june 30th date yeah absolutely um one more thing about broadband mapping in case you're wondering what the what the deal is we did do a nice video story about uh all you need to know about uh the national broadband map uh, where it came from, why it's on the top of uh, why it gives Nicole uh, fits, <laughs> and uh, also it'll 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 cover the history of it and where it's going and why it's so important and kind of where it is now in about seven minutes. So if you want to just quickly come completely up to speed, that's one way to do it, and we'll put that in the show notes uh, link as well. Um, Kelsey, what uh, what the heck have you been up to this week? Yeah, so we had. Um... We've been, Phil and I have been real busy doing podcasts lately. Yes, uh, we both have yeah. voices this week. <laughs> I know, it's finally coming back. There was a point where I'm like, am I ever going to feel like, sound like myself again? Or It was pretty confusing like when, uh, uh, when our, our podcast guests were like, uh, wow, both of you have deeper voices than I do. <laughs> oh, we're like, ooh, sorry about that. <laughs> Going through puberty yeah, here. Yeah. All over <laughs> yeah. again. Oh starting mm-hmm. to feel like myself again. Uh, well, one of the podcasts was with Anon. Um, I'm not going to butcher his last name, but he's the CEO of Ira Technologies. And he talked about their R app and X app technologies, which are um, used in the radio access network um, to make things more um, energy efficient without sacrificing throughput. Um, so he talked through some use cases and examples of that. Um, and I just thought it was really interesting just to hear. Um, I, I think they can improve, do you say by a quarter, like 25% um, uh, improvement in energy efficiency? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he said that, you know, the number can, could go well. I, th- I think he was saying, uh, he was saying, depending on the application, it's at least that much, yeah. but he was, he was, he was confident that they could do much, much better over time because of the machine learning that's applied to uh, not only the traffic patterns, but uh, the the operators network as it stands. So there's, there's, uh, you know, dozens of variables in there, but apparently their technology, you know, uh, allows operators kind of a, a, a new way to learn patterns in the network so they can optimize uh, exactly, uh, I guess, how much uh, throughput is needed to any given device at any time, and then power down certain parts of the network uh, or rest them, uh, you know, if if needed. Yeah, uh, and it, we talked a little bit about um, you know managing all the data that's coming through and improving on the machine learning as well. Um, and he also discussed uh, some partnerships. Um, with some other companies like VMware and um, Juniper on um, RIC applications. So uh, it was really interesting. So check out that podcast that should be up um, by the time this posts. 
Yeah, it was a good one. Um, it's interesting too because it's it's a um, it's a topic that you know is is starts in in you know just helping operators um, you know manage their network better. But uh, all of these uh, operators, he, he's saying, are, are very interested in the idea of uh, you know optimizing energy energy usage inside of their network, and this is uh, certainly one one approach to doing that. So, and, and I'm, you know, we're hearing this and seeing this across the board from all the operators, you know, they're definitely uh, looking for ways to, uh, to cut down on the, uh, the, the amount of usage, even though, uh, you know, all their advertising points to people using their devices all the time, no matter what. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a bit, uh, 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 it's definitely on their mind. I, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, uh, how how quickly stuff like this is going to get implemented and how hardened it needs to be before it gets rolled out into a network scenario but uh, uh but it was an interesting podcast so definitely listen to it and 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 you'll you'll want to hear his explanation of it because i i don't think i could do it uh justice um, yeah same we're both like oh we are students here master <laughs> <laughs> machine learning is is pretty fascinating stuff though it is it is going to um i i think it will uh you know, it's going to improve network usage across the board, but it, man, it's that the how part is, is still eludes me in some places. Um, uh, Jeff, let's uh, let's keep going. What's uh, what's been on your uh, uh, on your mind this week? Uh, it's been a pretty quiet week overall, but uh, there were some happenings uh, going on with Charter, including some updates on its thoughts about data caps and uh, usage based broadband and there's another advertising fight uh, this time with uh, AT&T but uh, first on the policy side uh, Charter is coming on uh, coming close to the sunsetting of a seven-year ban on its use of uh, data caps and paid peering and those bans were part of the conditions attached to Charter's acquisitions of uh, Time Warner Cable and Bright House Networks back in 2016. And the bans are uh, like time flies, but you know they're scheduled to lift on uh, May 18th uh, next month. So uh, 2023. So a while back, I put something in my calendar to remind me that this date was coming up and uh, keep my eyes open for something on it and maybe check in with Charter on what it might or might not do when the ban lifts presuming there's no uh, further action from the FCC that would extend it. Um, but before this, maybe a month or so ago, there was a report out there making the claim that uh, Charter would, quote unquote, likely uh, implement usage-based policies when the ban lifts. Uh, but I kind of looked at it and I was like, well, that really wasn't much to it. It sounded like it was pure speculation, like some, like some versus some insider saying this was going to happen. Um, and, and that the ban would lift and Charter would make everyone mad and you know, put in a cap of some sort. Uh, right. So I did the uh, sensible thing and uh, actually asked Charter, you know, if it was going to change anything when the ban lifts. And their answer was no, uh, we are not. Uh, I mean, never say never, but it's clear that there's no big change coming uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, now, I don't know if it's because... Uh, Charter's been operating without caps and doesn't really see that there's much of an advantage to doing it since really what it would do is draw some ire. But uh, there's also some political 
concerns about it. I think, um, you know, the FCC is, of course, still deadlocked at uh, 2-2, but I'm sure there are concerns that maybe the commission, you know, if the deadlock changed, that they would move ahead and pursue the new network neutrality rules, and maybe that would put some more scrutiny on elements like data caps. So it sounds like status quo is the path forward. Um, uh, but I could see how somebody might wonder, you know, Charter would make a change. After all, they did try to uh, have the ban lifted two years early. Uh, and their claim was that the online video market was uh, pretty competitive and flourishing. So the ban doesn't really meet the public interest anymore. At least that was Charter's argument. And that the FCC should therefore give Charter the same leeway and flexibility as other ISPs have. And, uh, but I think I kind of took that to mean that, I think maybe some took that to mean the Charter would be interested in putting forth some new policies like data caps uh, for home broadband service when it lifted. Um, and then separately, there's another dust up. Uh, Mike's email tends to get filled with these things from the National Advertising Division. It seems like there's a, an ad fight every other day or every other week. Um, but this one was uh, in response to a challenge from AT&T and the National Advertising Division announced that uh, Charter substantiated its most consistent download speeds claim for uh, for Spectrum's uh, broadband service. And uh, it's really just one in a recent string of ad-related complaints that have gone through uh, the NAD as uh, broadband competition remains pretty heated. And we're also seeing you know Comcast and Charter encroach into the mobile market. So everyone's a little sensitive right now, it feels like. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, do you think, uh, uh, yeah, it just seems like it would be a bad, uh, well, bad PR, but mm. maybe a bad idea in general uh, in terms of uh, the broadband comp competitive landscape to suddenly announce and enforce data caps in home broadband service. That seems to go against what attracts people to home broadband and, you know, wanting to do streaming and stuff like that. Yeah. It's um, like, do you want to get beat over the head? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't see the upside for, for yeah. a company like charter. I'm trying to think yeah. of where there could be an upside. I, my only guess would be, it would give them the ability to roll out like a, um, you know, they could roll out a, a, an extremely low price service you know, for people to use and then put a data cap on that and say, here, this is, you know, in exchange for this yeah. insanely low price for broadband, we're, we'll cut you off at this. So don't use it for everything. Just use it for, you know, necessities. That that seems like that could open up a, you know, an avenue for that. But again, I, I don't see where being overly restrictive really helps, especially given the competitive environment. Right. Yeah. I think that they'll probably be happy to uh, have that option available to them if, you know, they decided to do it. But I agree, uh, probably not a real good time <laughs> to uh, change your policy for that. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll see, see what they do. Two years yeah. from now, when everyone yeah. forgets about it and like, yeah, <laughs> right. kind of slip something in there. Who knows? But. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You gotta, you gotta keep reading. Uh, sadly, you have to read your uh, terms and conditions uh, mm -hmm. for all your broadband service every time they update. Please give that thing a, you know, this uh, PSA. Please give that thing a a look because you never know what they're gonna do with your data or what weird and fun rules they're gonna add to your uh, uh to your access restriction. Uh, 
Okay, Mike, we'll uh, we'll wrap up with you. What uh, what happened this week uh, uh, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have an interesting one that uh, came through this week about uh, so it's a deal between uh, Major League Baseball and T-Mobile. And T-Mobile has had a relationship with the MLB for a long time, but they announced this week that they sort of renewed that relationship and added a few things to it. Um, so T-Mobile has long offered like free uh, baseball streaming uh, to its customers through this deal. But the new one is that they're going to add a private wireless network component to their agreement with Major League Baseball. And so, okay, so I'm going to read you what it says, but Jeff, I'm, I'm hoping you're listening and, and you can maybe translate what this means because uh, I am i don't know much about the baseball. So they said that, um, so they're going to do a private wireless network. They're going to test an automated ball strike system so that they would use the private wireless network to transmit real-time automatic ball strike data and video uh, so that uh, the officials can review and challenge and analyze calls using an ultra reliable, this is according to T-Mobile, an ultra reliable low latency private wireless network in select uh, baseball stadiums nationwide. So mm. I think that means that that they're going to use it for something. Does that, does that, do you know what that means? Yeah. You know what that well, means? I mean, I can kind of guess maybe like, you know, lately when you watch a televised baseball game, uh, sometimes you'll have uh, kind of like some, augmented reality where they kind of show the strike zone, you know, like, and, and uh, you kind of see where the ball goes. Maybe they're using the network to uh, this private low latency network to enhance that capability in terms of tracking the ball and, and the spin rate and the speed and, and whether it's like in the strike zone and in kind of a three dimensional way. Um, yeah, it just feels like, uh, maybe just more analytics uh, to, to add to the mix and to enhance, you know, the, the visual aspect of, uh, of baseball, you know, there's not enough right. analytics in baseball as it is, I guess. So <laughs> might as well add some more. Yeah. I mean, might as well, you've got the network. Nicole. Yeah. Believe it or not, I have something to say on this. Oh, um, this is I'm sitting down. Go ahead. <laughs> this is me trying to uh, restate something I heard on a podcast three days ago. But uh, it on the New York Times Daily podcast, I think it was maybe Monday. Um, they talked about changes they're making to this game you speak of, baseball, uh, because because of the home run being the big thing everything else is too boring for everybody so they're trying to like tighten up some time stuff do other thingy things that's the best i can do okay i don't know more about the specifics but it seems to me this might be part of what's going mm. that whole bigger thing to keep the game appealing to the masses who are bored thank you well they do they, they did put the shot clock or the the pitch clock on now to kind of speed up uh the game Right. I haven't watched much uh, yet this year to kind of see how that that works. But, uh, yeah, you're right. They do want to kind of speed it up and and uh, yeah, make it a little more appealing, even though it is a pastime. You're supposed to be kind of bored, but uh, yeah, yeah. contemplative, you know, for. Yeah, for we don't have attention hours. spans yeah. anymore, though. So that's <laughs> right. yeah, the, the trying to attract I think on the TV audience, they've been 
uh, they, they've been losing a double digit amount of million, uh, you know, uh, uh, viewers per year in the last few years. Um, uh, so, so it's, it's a, maybe not double digit, but it's, it's been a, it's a, like, it was like seven or 8 million. It was like a, it was a, it was a pretty big amount of their audience, uh, dropping off, uh, you know, every year, the last, for the last few years, uh, for, for baseball. And, um, with the changes Jeff just alluded to, uh, some, some rule changes in the game, pitch clock and stuff like that. The, um, uh, the average time for a game, uh, this last week, I think was under three hours. And that that's the first time that's happened in, you know, decades. So, um, so yeah, people don't have three to four hours anymore. They're trying to get these things to be two hours plus basically about the same, you know, a little, a little bit longer than your average basketball game. And, and, oh. and, uh, they think that'll, uh, improve everything. This, uh, this private network thing sounds like they're just, um, <laughs> they're, they're, tempting fate here because they're going to get so exact with calling balls and strikes and being able to preview and review stuff that they're going to end up second guessing the ump every time the umpire every time they can and that's going to add minutes to the game because replays kind of slightly ruined other sports by making them longer and longer um anyway i don't know jeff what do you think well uh the other the other rule i forgot to mention and i think this will be the tipping point for nicole to engage with uh, baseball, the bases themselves are now bigger. Uh, they made the bases oh. bigger. Oh my God. Get me. With the idea. And here's exactly, you're like, where do I, how do I get in there? I'm playing yeah. TV. Because, yeah. but the reason was to, uh, you know, baseball became uh, like, there weren't a lot of stolen, even attempted stolen bases because uh, everyone would get thrown out. Um, right. Bigger bases on each side. So suddenly, just the, that difference of, you know, a couple inches or whatever. Suddenly, the, there's a lot more uh, uh, base stealing going on. Uh, and maybe they, they overdid it because now there's like a ton more than they were expecting. But uh, like I said, there's the tipping point. You know, Nicole's going to be telling us about the, the pennant race in uh, <laughs> September. I just feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to evolve. So right. yeah, well, I'll welcome this. I, I just go for the hot dogs and beer and to kind of yeah. do some meditation because I can't <laughs> pay attention. Kelsey, as usual, the voice of reason. Um, uh, yes, You're... Nicole, we will be expecting your uh, your picks for the uh, uh, National and American League playoff race. Uh, Absolutely. You know, as, I like as as you... uh, I like that team, yeah. a league of their own. Are they playing? Okay. Oh, well, you're about a hundred <laughs> years late for that. But uh, they have uh, you that. might you might actually like uh I, I kinda like watching Little League because they uh -huh. like have no poker face. They're just like oh no, like right. that just happened. Yeah. It's really entertaining to see what just watching their facial expressions. They're like, yeah. no, no. Yeah, I can get down with that. Yeah, that's fun. Haven't, you uh, know, watching raced. children's dreams just crash in front of <laughs> right, them. Right, right. I think that would be right up your alley, Nicole. <laughs> Untrue. Bad. I love children and their <laughs> dreams. Okay. <laughs> children's dreams being crushed is like, that's 
I actually can't watch children play sports because I have so much anxiety. I think they're going to get hit in the head. They're going to fall down. It's going to happen right in front of me. I'm going to have to figure out what to do. Their mom's going to be in the bathroom or something. Like, I I can't. I just can't put myself in that I thought you mixed a little bit of, like, children's tears with your coffee every morning. No, I love children. I just don't want them to live in my house. But Uh, I love them in the world. No, the, I think the children's tears mixture is in the corporate cafeteria. No, I'll leave that alone. That's what uh, certain senators are drinking before they pass certain laws. And yeah. I will not fill in the blanks on certain. Right. Whoops. Yeah, well, Went off the well, rails again. Oh dear. Yeah, right. <laughs> let me let me tug us gently back to uh, the topic of television. Uh, so, bef- so for our uh, uh, flash poll before we uh, before we wrap up and let everybody enjoy their weekend. Um, uh, on this day in 1927, the image and uh, voice of Commerce Secretary Herbert Hoover uh, was transmitted live uh, via television uh, from uh, Washington to New York City. It was the first long-distance demonstration of this thing we call television. So our flashpole question is, what do you still watch uh, on television in real time that's being broadcast live? And uh, we've already talked about baseball, so obviously we know Nicole watches baseball, but... <laughs> What else? Uh, what else Who's is Herbert there to Hoover? watch live anymore? <laughs> For uh, me, the answer is nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are like that, actually. Because I, I, I only I, have stream. I don't have like TV. I only have an iPad. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'll watch sports. I'll still watch, you know, uh, believe it or not, XFL and spring football and whatever. But I mean, I can't think of anything else that's mm-hmm. actually. I, I certainly don't make it appointment television, so I don't really know what I would watch that's appointment television anymore. Yeah. Mine I watch is the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> the bachelorette bachelor in paradise is coming up. It's just, it's, it's fun to make fun of the show and um, just watching the lives of unmarried people and how they're, how they're, how they're getting, getting on through life. Right. Yeah. It's hard though, because the people on the show have less and less personality. They've gotten more attractive, but the personality has gone down. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, time to make some graphs. They need the, right. the Bachelor, the ugly edition or something. Everyone will be <laughs> right. much more interesting. Uh, Can we have like, like normal people uh, that the normal, the more normal edition? Uh, sorry yeah. about the blood in my mouth. I'm just biting my tongue so hard. I, uh, goodness. Uh, anyway, uh, Mike, you were, first uh, you were podcast say- injury. There you go. Uh, thanks. Sorry, Phil. Uh, all I got is Olympics and presidential debates. That's about, that's the only oh, thing. Yeah. I'm, the oh, Olympics. Yeah. That's debates, a good one. I'll watch. Yeah. State yeah. of the yeah. Union. Those are fun. Yeah. yeah. Those are really entertaining. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I watch a lot of news in real time. Yeah. News, sports. Yeah, see, even... Even the uh, even the local yeah. news and sa- this this except for maybe when they interrupt for weather things, uh, I I real I only see the local news stuff uh, hours after it happens. I watch it before I go to bed because I right. I can't be around exactly when it's on, and I don't want to sit through all the same commercials over and over yeah. again and stuff like that. So I watch that on tape delay. Is that a thing anymore? Tape delay. Why well, was tape? Yeah, exactly. Does Does that Jeopardy count? We usually sometimes we watch that like it goes yeah, after the news. After, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Watch some like David Muir, then some Jeopardy. Well, I would say any like kind of guilty pleasure like uh, where it's scheduled television. All if it's something I'm gonna watch like a some reality series, I'll just DVR it and I'll let it stack up for like three weeks and, uh, and binge it. Yeah. not. 
get any spoilers and then I'll just like binge for you know, a few weeks, but I'll rarely watch any of that live. Yeah. yeah I think, I think, I think, uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's more and more, uh, rare for people to tune in exactly when something goes live, but, uh, but, but, uh, that's, uh, uh, that, that could change, you know, I don't know, I don't know how, uh, uh, new technology will unleash more interactivity with television, maybe, and we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens next. Uh, well, whatever happens, we'll talk about it here on the notebook dump. So that wraps up this edition of the show. Uh, we're closing out the week of Friday, April 7th, 2023. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. We will see you next time. And, uh, thanks Mike, Jeff. Kelsey and Nicole. Have a good weekend.